Last time on Late End Legends. So Mordecai, Lieutenant Black has run up to you. Boss, is that you? Are you okay? Mordecai. Mordecai, you you remember me, right? Mordecai, you remember me. Take a breath, yes, of course. What's what's wrong with you? What are you talking about? Nobody remembers you? No. I'm very happy you guys can remember me, although I don't know why. You know something we don't know? You encountered some kind of sleeping creature. Check. And the population of the city that isn't affected by sleep didn't seem to be affected by this thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why people have forgotten the elves. They seem to be acting like we've never been here. 20,000 men, women, and children just gone. Yeah. It's out of my field of expertise. I'm not a, a mind scholar or something. But you're doing so well. <laughs> I mean, perhaps the, the sleep spell affected trance differently for the elves. Like you said, Lieutenant Black. Yeah, I think, obviously, we need to find the elves. Obviously, all the elves. That's a lot of elves. Let's go snag a couple horses. I like that horsey idea. Yeah, I like that, too. Well, actually, Val doesn't know how to ride a horse, so... You just become one. You could one. just be a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 how Giovanni ride you? <laughs> And that's where we left off. You were heading towards stables to try and find a ride out of town. Right on. Okay. As we're walking over there, I've just been workshopping names for my new network of children. What about uh, (laughs) Mordecai's Magical Ears? Or uh, the Little Magicians? What do you guys think? Little Magicians. Little Magicians? Oh, I love that. Give them hope. Yeah. Yeah, you can grow <laughs> up. I'm sorry, Mordecai, not... are you still talking about those orphan children that you are trying to bribe into giving you information? <laughs> I am giving them a better life. I see your point, but I feel like there's just better ways to do that. I lived on the street. I know what it's like. Yeah, he understands. A couple of gold in their pocket might give them a, uh, you know, a, a way to veer off that path. Mordecai, you use that so often. I once tried to, like, borrow money from you, and you said, no, you can't because you lived on a street. And there was another time where we had to do some renovations on the garrison and paint some walls, and you said, no, I can't. I lived on the street. You can't keep using that as your excuse to not well, do shit. That's, well, <laughs> says who? The, the garrison gets paid by the city. The city has money. The garrison has benefactors in high places. These children don't. They need a strong role model like, like Mordecai. Or the, or the church. <laughs> it's my tiny little way to stick it to the man. I, I don't have time for this conversation. All right. All right. Anyways, stables? Stables. Well, do we have any leads on where the elves might be, or are we just heading out in a random direction? I mean, Val used to live with a bunch of elves. Oh, true. No, I was solitary. I was solitary. I know, but before that. At some point, you lived at a temple, though. Because you talked about all the basketball. No, I would know. I mean, maybe could I rule like a knowledge check if I if I would know if there's some place, yeah, or, or, a, or a history check or something. Yeah. So we're actually gonna go to a scale that I made for you last time we played called Knowledge Local. Yeah. Okay. Street smarts. <laughs> Street, Street smarts. <laughs> and so you can go ahead and roll that, and we'll see how well you know where the elves might be. Hmm. Steer us in the right direction, anyways. Yeah. Well, rules 18. Okay, nice. So this is kind of reflective of your knowledge of elvish culture and specifically the elves in the region around Renlin. You're not originally from Renlin. We've already established that. You're not even quite from the region. You've spent quite a fair bit of your life just kind of out in the woods wandering around. So 
the lines on a map mean very little to you. And so you may have been in this area, but it's more likely that you kind of wandered here over time. Transient. As far as the elves in this region, you don't know of any community spaces or unions or groups or associations that were mostly elf specific because as you entered Renlin, uh, you kind of went into the employee for bolster. And so your time was taken up with that rather than uh, imbibing in the culture of your people. Fair enough. What you can say is that you do know the rough location of where you came from and that there are a number of elf cities in this world. Okay. You might even be able to find your way back to them if you were so inclined. You're not exactly sure, but the, the, the sum of this is that you don't know where the elves might be at this point. You don't no. know what gate they left through. You don't see, you know, giant clouds of dust from a giant mass exodus of people. <laughs> um, that's just not uh, that. That's just not available to you. Well, they've been gone for several days, to be sure. Anyways, you're not quite sure, but well, it, it's safe to say that if there was any sign of them in the area, you probably would have seen it. Yeah, yeah. I know this is gonna sound very boring, but like. Wouldn't the economy of Renlin kind of grind to a halt if 20% of the population just disappeared overnight? That's what we're trying to figure out. <laughs> yep. Like, I, like maybe we can do some forensic accounting <laughs> to figure <laughs> out if uh, that's not very exciting. No, let's not do that. If you want to delve into that, I'll let you make a knowledge local check. Well, just like even if maybe we go to the docks and like check like the import-export or like ship manifest and stuff like that. That might be, might be a lead. See if see if any of them left by sea or well no because all the people have been unconscious though so. Uh, sorry, I rolled a a net twenty on the knowledge check. Uh well, uh, Giovanni, you uh, return to yourself pensively and meditate on the effect of a mass <laughs> exodus on an economy in a city, and you know that it would totally wreck the economy. You can't have 20% of your population just disappear. People who are shop owners, patrons, like school teachers, everything in between, and not see some... Importers, distributors, importers, exporters. Yeah, you can't have that disappear without the economy getting crippled and crippled rather quickly. So you're not sure what the effects are immediately, judging by that there's not chaos in the streets and, you know, no one's rioting. It seems like the effects haven't taken hold. But if your suspicions about, you know, the elves leaving Renlin is correct, you know that there will be trouble here in no time. Mm. But, like, I haven't noticed that there's no immediate effects of it as of yet, though. Like, there's nothing I can really notice. There's nothing that you can see. There's nothing apparent. It, like I said, things seem business as usual. Based off of that, you might be able to draw some conclusions about perhaps when people left. Because if these people had left a week ago and the city had been awake for a week, then, you know, you wouldn't, mm -hmm. then there there would certainly be chaos. But if this, like, people woke up this morning, then it might take a bit for this to hit home. Which is kind of where we're at now, it seems. I, I'm thinking this is like an Avengers Endgame situation, though, where they just kind of fucking turn into dust. <laughs> well, I mean, like... there's that, or you, you ever watch the puppet show of the Pied Piper? I can I can make people do what I want them to do just by a snap of my fingers sometimes. Imagine somebody who's like a million times bigger and tougher than me. True. Well, exactly. I oh, mean, all it, you elves, leave. I need an army. They all walk away. I mean, if they have the capacity to put the whole town to sleep and you know, the elves are missing, they, they may even be under a spell as well. Man, we fight weird stuff all the time. That's true. 
I just think like maybe if we could just find like some sort of like record of like people leaving or coming, but like I don't know. Did we ever establish whether or not people recognize what an elf is? Yeah, they didn't know who Val was. You said right? Yeah. So they have there's some distinction between race, obviously. Potentially. Did they though? Is there any way to really know? I'll confirm that in your conversations from the last two episodes, no one was aghast at Val. Oh, okay. Nobody seemed weirded out by him. They just didn't know who he was. Okay. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like an amnesia almost. Mm. Okay, so what is the plan then? Are we going to try to go to stables and like find a way out of here? Or are we going down to the docks? I'd say, well, I mean, if... uh, just in a world, we just have to do a little world building. I think that Val knows the nearest elf settlement may be predominantly elf settlement might be due north of Renlin based on my, that, that rule, right? That 18. So we could pursue that. I'm down. I don't know what we're going to find at the dock. I'm down too. I don't, I don't need to go to the dock and look at ship manifest. That's not very fun. <laughs> and plus we were, we were on a boat for like, we two just got weeks. off the it's... damn boat. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm over boats. I crave the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. And uh, with an 18, Val, I will say that you do know that there is a elf settlement about uh, two days north of Rhineland. Okay. It's not a particularly large settlement. Sure. Um, like, I guess among elf standards, it might be considered kind of a, um, like, a colonial estate. Okay. Like, they're trying to build on a frontier there, and the population might be somewhere around, you know, 10,000, sure, I'd sure. say. And we can build a little bit off of this and say that maybe you've gone through that town itself while you were on Passing your way through, to Renly sure, yeah. and roaming the yep. wilds. Moving in, so. Backpacking. Um, we got to give this bad boy a name. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys want to call the elf town that we have just spun out of the ether? <laughs> Shiver town. Springs. Uh, elf, elf town. town. <laughs> elf town. <laughs> new el- okay. town. New elf, elf town. town. <laughs> elf town <Damn>. to you. <laughs> uh, Elferton. Uh, I like new elf town. <laughs> That implies that there is an old elf town, yeah. and it's elf. somewhere else, or more predominantly elf. Yeah, it's very elf, like, race-specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's closer to, to elf Elfopolis. Yeah, okay, we'll go with Elfopolis. New elf town. All right, so you know that Elfopolis... Uh, <laughs> you're going to make me say this so many times. Is it, is it Elfopolis? Uh, you know is it, is it, that I thought it was new elf town. Elfopolis. So this is a new frontier city. It's You know what? Oh. It's, Can we make it new elf town? It's a tough situation. Half the population want New Elf Town, and the other half of the population want uh, Elfopolis. And it, so there's no, it, a, a lot of political it, tension see. there in the middle of this see. Maybe, uh, maybe settlement. The, the, wor- the working classes. It was two cities, actually, New Elf Town and Elfopolis, but about 10 years ago or 6,000 fortnights ago, there was like a, an amalgamation process that was like, it did, they, they, they did get the required votes from both cities to get it through, but there's a very strong fringe minority that really didn't want to amalgamate anyway. So there's always going to be a yeah, little bit sure. of resentment there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started on elf bureaucracy, man. It is just a whole series. You might have of had a, a, a large emigrate into Renlin. Talk uh, about world building here. It's it's entirely yeah. possible. Maybe the people who wanted Elfopolis decided to just go to Renlin instead and then work from the inside to change the name of <laughs> Renlin. Um, you know what, Ben? You rolled the 18. Nobody else rolled the 18 or was uh, doing investigations on elf population. So I'm going to let you decide what the name of this this settlement is. Let's do uh, let's go new new elf town. I like new elf town. Okay, a, fron- a frontier city. <laughs> built built on the ruins of old elf town 
<laughs> so on the on the sign on the city sign for New Alftown, does it say a frontier city? Like that's their slogan? <laughs> yeah, no, well, it says a, it says a city on the rise, and it's actually built on a hill, but like not an impressive hill, just like a little hill. It's got old crossed out, new written above it. New, yeah, yeah. So while while he's yeah. staring off into the distance, thinking about where these settlements are, can I uh, do a check to see where the nearest stable is? Uh, sure. I would say that that would probably be another knowledge local check. Right. Six. It's weird, Mordecai, because you were among the upper class and perhaps you would have some experience with horse riding and carriages and things like that. Uh, but also that might be why you have no idea how a normal person would leave the city by non-foot moving means. The horses were always brought to me, not the other way around. Uh, Giovanni Until you were on the street. <laughs> yeah. Giovanni also tries to remember where the stables are and rolls an 11. <laughs> you feel like there might be stables near the docks, but sometimes you can use <laughs> ships with horses, so it's tough to tell. See horses. The order of the, the order of the sacred object does not have money for horses. <laughs> no. Unlike that order of the sacred thing. <laughs> no, it's actually one of their tenants is they refuse to ride horses. <laughs> they only ride other they, they ride other mounts, but not horses. <laughs> like large goats and mm-hmm. things like that. <laughs> Is that a Mastiff? <laughs> uh, please, I don't... Uh, yeah, Giovanni would get a Mastiff and ride it. Okay, all right. So we're leaving the city, and where are we going? Val, you've been gazing off into nowhere for a while now. <laughs> In the direction of New Elf Town. Okay, all right. Which gate is that? Uh, be the North Gate. Okay. So it's north. There must, there must be a stable located near the gates, guys. People check their horses there all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, uh, would it be would it be safe to say that we grabbed our badges when we went back if if we hadn't brought them? I always, I've always had my badge. You've always had your badge. You grabbed your stuff, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got yeah. I got mine. I believe you all have your stuff. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because you showed your badge and they're like, "How did you get this? Who? You did. You Val. Yeah. Because yeah, you were trying okay. to show Captain Jen that you were an officer there. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we went back for our things. That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to need supplies. We don't know how long we're going to be on the road. Uh, how far away is New Elf Town? Uh, best I could figure would be, be about a two days ride. Be about five on the march, I suppose. Okay. All right. I will go secure us a ride out of town because clearly you guys do not know where that is. Uh, you guys go out and get us some supplies. We're going to need food, probably bedrolls, something to you know keep us warm. Yeah, yeah. If there's anything else you need to pack up, this is the chance that you're going to have to get it. We don't know how long we're going to be gone for. I'm super sorry, but Josh, is you're, you're currently Lieutenant Black? Yes. Yes. Okay, sorry. I just had it. Yeah, so it's the four of you. It's up. you three, and I'm playing the character of Lieutenant Black now. How can you yeah, not tell? He's specifically doing her voice. <laughs> I'm doing the yeah. <laughs> only female voice that Josh can do voice. <laughs> So, uh, Mordecai, I'll turn to the other guys. How are you doing for cash? Um, do, you need, do you need a stipend? Uh, well, no, I'm going to hold on to my dough. I, I think I'm I'm doing pretty well by Val standards. About 400 gold. Okay, because I got like 500 gold in my pocket. Uh, yeah. If I'm checking in properly, I'm pretty sure all of you gave all of your gold to Mordecai during the boss fight from the end of season two. 
Okay. Because I've got deep pockets. I thought we sorted that out, though. Did you sort that out? I don't remember. Probably. I mean, it's been it's been months, so maybe we did. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I all right. Well, if uh uh yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Okay, so you guys have <laughs> a a pocket full of change and a head full of dreams. You're going to be splitting with Lieutenant Black. Okay, so ne- meet me at the north gate in three hours. Okay. Affirmative. Sounds good. Sounds delightful. <laughs> don't, don't forget this is an audio-only medium, guys, so doing thumbs at the screen is not going to help. <laughs> I didn't do that. I hope we don't get ambushed. <laughs> oh, I feel like we're getting ambushed at this point. Okay, um, so we've got the garrison shop, which we might not be able to get Val into because nobody remembers him. We've got Feralborn. Where do you guys want to go? That might be the place to stop. I don't, uh, I'd have to look at the list. I think Val still has wild shape armor. Is that right? I don't remember returning that. And now you don't have to. They don't know who you are. That's kind of what I'm saying. Fair enough. This is the kind of logic I can get behind. Yeah, so Giovanni went back and he returned the gauntlets of deliverance. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I brought him back. Val, I believe you still have wild skin armor. Well, I, I believe so. And I should still have the irritation libation. Yeah, I'm sure that you guys have a bunch of stuff. I wouldn't mind buying the feudal maps for my uh, Stone of Fire speech, because I feel like that way we can just... I'm not that I don't trust Val's drug-addled brain. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, I feel, I feel like if we had that, we could just... He's been clean know. for months. No, it hasn't. He's gotten his chip. <laughs> At least hours. <laughs> At least hours. My other idea was to just feed Al so many psychedelic mushrooms that he becomes part of the mycelial network. <laughs> And can talk to the earth and just ask the earth where we need to go. But I don't know if that's going to work. It might work, actually. I can talk to plants. Oh, God. That's <laughs> just... So you're going to make him a vegetable so you can talk if to him. If ever there was maybe a spore that drifted, you know, from uh, New Elf Town, you could tell me the I way, I mean, perhaps. if we go there, you could probably find a spore druid, but that would defeat the purpose. Yeah. Mm. What? Uh, how much cash do you need for that maps upgrade? Uh, I think I can afford it. I only need 15 gold. It's it's just an app. Oh, okay. A, a rock app. It's just like they, they give you a little crystal. They're just going to chisel a fresh it. rune in there for you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. I actually already own it, apparently, so we're good. <laughs> I just have never opened the application before because uh, I, didn't, I didn't agree with the terms of service, but now I'll bite the bullet <laughs> and do it. Oh, boy. Stone phone six. Uh, Stone phone six. Got, got the Tinder, but not the maps. Oh, God. <laughs> I would like to drag the group to Feralborn and pick up like a week's worth of rations. Yeah, let's go. I'm always down. Bed rolls and maybe like a bag of holding or something for one of them so that I'm not the pack mule anymore. <laughs> okay, sure. And we could store all those rations and bed rolls in the bag of holding. Boom, boom, boom. Problem solved. Do they do any like armor or like weapon upgrading there? Um, When you were there, it looked an awful lot like a toy store. So, okay, so it's tough to say. <laughs> we were only on the main floor. Yeah, it's only on the main floor. That was during the Christmas rush, though. We got to get outside of the children's section. Yeah, go into the adult section. It's like Sears. <laughs> <laughs> got to get out of the leg a while. 
<laughs> All right, so the three of you split ways with Lieutenant Black, and you start making your way to Feralborn Trading. You've been there a few times, once on a very notable Christmas special adventure, and uh, now you're making your way back there. You're estimating it'll probably take about 30 minutes to get there, and it's a fairly uneventful uh, walk there. Though, um, could I have your roll perception checks? Yes. <laughs> of course. That's an eight for Mordecai. Uh, that's a nine for Val. Not 20 for Dino. Oh, there you go. Nice. Excellent. So, uh, unfortunately, Mordecai and Val, you don't really pick up anything. It is uh, just Jim Dandy out. It's a nice little walk to Feraborn. Giovanni, as you are trotting the way to Feraborn, you start to pick up on a few things. For starters, you see that there are a lot of carts that are left unattended. And you also see that there are, like, fruit stalls with fruit just rotting in them, completely, like, putrid. And, like, Ugh. flies over <laughs> top of them. And so you're kind of, yeah, <laughs> it's not a... You really, uh, really, you, really, you really painted a picture there, Josh. You made Ben... Uh, yeah, Val's, Val, Val's, Val's, not, Val's okay. Ben, Val, Val's okay. Ben's not so good. <laughs> I don't know about Val, actually, because if he can speak to plants, um, then he's hearing the, the slow screams yeah. of all oh, these plants. That yes, it's it's, it's a slow decay and die. Wait, does, <laughs> does that mean every time someone bites into an apple, Val hears a small scream? <laughs> Only when the spell's active. <laughs> oh, okay. No. It's just one saving grace. <laughs> so there you go. That's what you pick up on your way to Feralborn, and you can do with that information as you would like. My dudes, <laughs> there are many empty carts here, so I just want to share that information with the party. <laughs> so it's in, in a game. Oh, nice. Knows. Yeah, it's probably just a symptom of, you know, a mass exodus of people. Anyways, you make your way to Faribone Trading Co. Uh, you can see that it seems to be somewhat active. There are a lot of people kind of running in and out of the store, carrying different bundles of stuff. Uh, a lot of people seem to be stocking up on medieval toilet paper, though you're not quite sure what that's oh, about. Oh, no. I was going to ask if they're panic buying. Oh, dear. <laughs> go on. Go on. <laughs> and you approach the front entrance, and you take a step up the front three steps of Faribone and enter the building. In there, you can see the familiar long aisles with various different implements everywhere and all kinds of different toys and devices and, you know, also weirdly a lot of things of destruction. And you go up to the front counter, I presume, or do you just kind of peruse around? Can I browse, see if they've added anything new? Sure. And I'll go right up to the counter to get those specific items. So how do you want to do that? All right, well, the, the, the basic stuff is going to be a week's worth of rations... For the group. Yep. Three bed rolls. I don't really need one. And a bag of holding to hold it all. And then I'll just keep my eye out and around. See if anything just, just pops up. Okay, I don't want to be a backseat gamer, but maybe you should get one for Lieutenant Black as well. I did. Oh, you did? No, I'm, I'm not using a sleeping bag for myself. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure. just sleeping in your coat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like camping. <laughs> Sleeping bags are just glamping. That's all they are. Well, all you need is a pine branch. <laughs> you know, a nice patch of dirt's just fine. So, yeah, I'll, I'll pick up the basic stuff. Sure. So I'll give you a moment to kind of go through quickly on Faraborn, see if there's anything there that interests you. Um, otherwise, I will. Um, you'll have to have a conversation with the clerk. Mm-hmm. Hmm. hmm. Wow, they have so much cool stuff that I'm probably not allowed to buy. I probably shouldn't, because Josh has already let me buy two things from there. Yeah, and both of those things are OP. Yeah, I'm good. 10 millimeter common weapon pistol. 
It's not legendary. I'd like to buy the deck of many bees. I thought I bought that already. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Ah, oh, crap. It is so funny. I'm, I'm good, get, I guess. You should get the sword of duck summoning. Ah, uh, I could already summon ducks. <laughs> I don't need a sword for that crap. Alas, I can already summon ducks. <laughs> they don't have a backup box of spiders, eh? So got my spiders. Leave my spiders alone, Mordecai. <laughs> I'm not an arachnophobe, I'm just saying. They'd probably enjoy some time outside the box. Very cramped yeah, in there. Yeah. How do you know they haven't eaten each other? Is there more box of spiders? Is it like, is it like, it's like some kind of weird magical brand that boxes these spiders? Makes them all angry. <laughs> there's probably there's definitely a, a name brand of uh, box spiders <laughs> that you can buy. <laughs> okay, Arthur's arachnids. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll uh, I'll go up to the counter and I'm I'm assuming they've got like a little bell or something. Ding. Hello, ding, sir. Ding. How can I help you? Oh, and oh. immediately there's a clerk that just kind of pops up underneath the counter, like in front of you. Seemingly out of nowhere. Ah, sweet mother of the object. He's sort of a balding man in maybe his 30s, and he's very slight and scrawny, but quite tall, and he's just kind of looking down at you. Uh, hi, um, I, I need to buy some supplies. Ah, yes, supplies. What can I get for you, sir? Uh, step right up, step right up. I'm, I'm standing at the counter. I rang the bell. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I need a week's worth of, uh, rations for four people. I need three bedrolls, and if you've got a bag of holding, I, I would I would love one of those, because it would Ooh. just make tucking it around very easy. I see. Yes, yes. I've used a bag of holding for the very same equipment. I find it so useful in carrying so many things around just at once. Let me go see what we have in stock. Uh, thanks. And you can see he turns around, kind of walks down the, the little counter, and takes a look. So you see the guy walk back from the counter. He seems to have a bunch of stuff in his arms. He has a, a a parcel that seems to be filled with what you imagine to be like supplies, food, things like that, um, as well as three bedrolls and a tiny little bag that's sitting next to it. And he puts it on the okay. counter. It will there be anything else, sir? Uh, well, we're we're gonna be going on a kind of a road trip. Ah, yes, road trips. I love road trips. Uh. The old road trip. Is there anything you would suggest? Hmm. That we might need... Uh, I haven't been outside the city much, so... Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Will you find yourself sleeping on the road much? I imagine by the bedrolls that perhaps that could happen. Pr probably. Ah. Hmm. Well, let me see. Let me see. And you can see him kind of turn around and looking at all the items that are behind him. Just multitude of crazy shit. <laughs> and he walks up to one. It's like a little box like maybe about the size of your fist, turns around and comes back and he says, I would suggest this. And this is? Well, this is a tinderbox. Now, I know that that sounds pretty basic on the surface level. Let, don't get me wrong. Everybody has a tinderbox. Everybody and their mother. But this is not just any type of tinderbox. This is a magical tinderbox. All right, so you got me hooked. Continue. I'll take seven. Well, How is it magical? <laughs> Have you ever found yourself struggling to get a flame going with just some steel and a little piece of flint? Uh, often. I, I don't usually use those options, to, to be honest. Ah, well, worry no longer, my friends. And he holds up the <laughs> tinder box. He just kind of opens up the latch that's uh, on top of it. And immediately a fire just kind of pops out of the top of it. Mm. Ah. Would that be useful? Because I can 
create fire with my hands. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, this is this is just it. a clerk working a, a like a entry level job. Don't be upset at this guy because he doesn't know your backstory and how magic works. No, 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 no. I'm I'm saying this out loud to myself in character. <laughs> it was like I uh, I don't remember if Val can produce flame. I know I can shoot fire, but it doesn't always catch things. Uh, I can make a flame sword. That's <laughs> true. Mm. Uh, you okay, can already make this? fire, sir. I'm sorry. I, I'm overhearing your conversation that you're having with yourself right in front of me, and I can't help but notice that you are saying that you can make fire. Ha. Huh. That seems like this might be a little ridiculous for you, wouldn't you say? Uh. Let me try something else. And he ducks behind okay. the counter, bringing the box with him, puts it down, and then comes back up, and he has a crate in front of him. Oh. How about these? These are... Looking into the crate, you can see that there are, I'd say, nine fairly large, somewhat wine bottle-shaped bottles in it. Okay. What we have here, sir, are explosives. Oh, okay. <laughs> Now, I don't understand why this might have an impact on your ability to go camping, but I know that whenever I go camping, I don't even bother leaving the city unless I have one of these babies with me. <laughs> go on, sir. <laughs> How much does a bottle cost? Mm, let me see, let me see. Well, considering you're a new customer and you've been so very gracious with your time, I could probably let one of them go for I'd say about 50 gold pieces. Alright, alright. So, um, let's say everything together, what am I looking at damage-wise? Oh, damage? Uh, <laughs> it's a weird way no, no, for no, me no, to no, phrase this, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, how is this gonna hurt my pocket purse? Mm, is it flammable? <laughs> uh, most of me is. Fair enough. Huh, let's see. So that's about 200 gold for the bag. I'd say that's 50 gold for... You just wanted one bottle, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, one bottle, so 250. Say another 100. Okay, I'd say about 350 gold pieces, sir. All right, cool. Uh, just give me give, give me a minute. And I'm slowly taking out multiple different coin purses again. I really got to get a better system than this. I'm sorry. Uh, Ooh, well, you'll enjoy this bag here. And he holds up the little bag and just kind of little jingle to it. Oh, lovely. I, too, used to carry around multiple purses. And I found that once I invested in this purse, baby, whoo, thing of the past. All right. Awesome. So I will fork over the 350. Okay. And then uh, I might ask him, uh, would you mind showing me how this bag of holding works? Is it similar to this? And Like, I take the explosive and, like put it in my jacket pocket and it just like disappears is it kind of like that uh i i suppose so that's kind of weird that you can do that that looks very expensive and maybe a little too overpowered <laughs> here uh i'll show you how it works so this is the version true mark 2 bag of holding in order to use it you need to attune with it for one hour so just kind of hold it on your person for an hour uh, once you do that the first person to own it and you are the first will only be able to open this bag so in layman's terms, what this means is that you have a bag that only you can access. Nobody else is able to open that up. Awesome. Awesome. And there you go. And he puts the bag in front of you. All right, my good sir. Uh, thank, thank you for that. Um, I'll be sure to recommend the store uh, uh, to my friends. Actually, I've got a couple of them looking around uh, who might need some help. Fantastic. Yes. So glad to have you. 
If there's anything else you require, sir, do not hesitate to let me know. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, what was your name again? Uh, oh, thank you so much, sir. My name is Mr. Tooth. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Mr. T. I'll, uh, give you a good review. Lovely. Thank you. Good day, Sir Tooth. <laughs> oh, uh, hello, sir. How can I be of service? Do you, uh, I would like to requisition some plate armor if you have any. Plate armor, plate armor. Let me see, let me see. We should have an aisle there, number 10, and in it you'll see a variety of different armors there. Was there anything in particular that you were looking for? Something nice, but not too expensive. Hmm, yes, I understand, sir. Never like to spend too much money on something that you know is going to get beat up, right? <laughs> and he kind of hits your chest piece a little bit. <laughs> can I grab, can I attempt to grab his hand as he tries to hit my chest? You definitely can. Uh, do a uh, dexterity check. 16. Yeah, you definitely catch it. He goes to nudge at your chest, and you just catch his hand deftly in the air before it's able to make contact. <laughs> oh. How does uh, he react? I, I, I'm sorry. I overstepped myself. So sorry. Uh, uh, is there anything in particular that you would like to peruse? Uh, just it, I, I noticed you have this pl crazy uh, playing guard plate armor, but this may be too rich for my blood. A walk by how much do you need? I got an extra hundred fifty. I I don't. This might be too OP. Uh, here you go, and I'll just I'll I'll hand you a coin purse of a hundred anyway. Oh, the, you want the plane guard? Okay, I'm looking at this. It looks rad. Um, it's cool. It's definitely cool. Thank you, Pharaoh Borden Trading, for being a part of our world. Aww. Honestly. And filling in a gap where I would otherwise have to write a story. <laughs> Uh, seriously though, Gio, uh, mark yourself down for an extra hundred. Oh. So I'll just walk by and give you. A, I don't know uh, how much a regular set of plate armor costs. Hey, it. when in doubt, you can always just get the helmet. We don't want to hurt your pretty face. <laughs> no, I require everyone to see the conviction in my eyes. I can't cover Gio's face. Yeah. The look of valor. The money maker. <laughs> this armor is freaking rad. Um, okay, so the armor that you're looking at, uh, just for the listener, is uh, from Ferroborn Trading Co., which is where we are right now. And what it is, is it's kind of like a full plate armor, at least covering from the shoulders down to maybe the greaves. And when you take fire, cold, acid, lightning, or necrotic damage, you can command the armor to harness the energy of that damage. You still take the damage, but you kind of attune it towards that type of damage. And for every 10 points of the chosen damage you take, the armor accumulates one charge. And you can spend these charges on different things. So, for example, you can use three charges to cast, like, an Eldritch Blast, an Energy Blast. Wow. You can also use it to protect creatures in the area around you so you can use your reaction and expend two charges to take the damage upon yourself instead of the creature that you've chosen um, and then you can also spend three charges to gain resistance to a particular damage type so if you took a bunch of lightning damage and you were charged to lightning you can have your armor become resistant to lightning damage in this scenario so it's a pretty cool armor i will also say that this is um what are you wearing right now? The breastplate? Yeah. Uh, so you have the breastplate. Um, the next one up in that is the half plate. And then um, heavy armor gets up to full plate. Okay. Ah, you're looking at the Plains Guard. Yes. Aren't you? It's one of our latest additions. Are you familiar with any of their other products? 
Uh, yes, but today I think I would just be interested in purchasing stronger armor. Ah, good, well, good eye. You can look no further than the Planar Guard for the finest yeah. armament that we have here in Ferelborn. I, I noticed it's behind this beautiful glass cabinet. Oh. Really well backlit. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, we only save the, that glass cabinet for our finest equipment here. This one is particularly interesting in how it's able to build up energy of different types and then be able to protect you better against them. I can see yourself, you are no uh, <laughs> no one who shies around taking a little damage. And he tries tapping your chest again, but then he kind of rethinks it partway through and pulls his hand back. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, yeah, I don't know either. I, it's good good, uh, good screenwriting, though. Thank you. It's good, 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 good little continuity nod to the thing that happened before. Callback, yeah. Can I cut him off? Sure. Yes, I can read. I, I can also read the description uh, upon this beautiful glass cabinet. Um, it has it on a nice little card here that's written, incredibly small for such a primitive time. Anyway, I, I like to cut the cut the small talk. And if you could just tell me how much it cost. Ah, uh, well, this thing, as I said before, is a premium, premium artifact here, and there's only a few of them that we know in existence. They don't pop up all the time, and as such, the price is. Fairly expensive. Do you have it in the half plate? I do, and in fact, that's the only one that we have in stock right now. Okay. So, I don't think I could let this go for anything less than a full crown. Oh, is that a thousand gold? That is a thousand gold. Okay, good sir. Well, I would consider paying you today... And this this is just my opening offer. This isn't this isn't necessarily like what we have to land on or anything, but I'm prepared to offer you today four hundred gold plus a heavy crossbow. These are rare. These heavy crossbows are very, very, very rare. And a note of holy passage that will give you a tax rebate on the sale. <laughs> Hmm, <laughs> a very, very interesting offer. Can I have you make a not persuasion check? <laughs> oh, you're not done? No. And let me explain how this, this works. Oh, I'm going to leave the amount, the, the bill of sale open, and you'll be able to use your own discretion <laughs> to uh, value item of sale for whatever you think is necessary to get a little little break from the tax man, one of the true evils of the world in the eyes of the sacred object. All right, can I have you go ahead and make that persuasion check? Come on. Twelve. Mmm, you make a very compelling offer, sir. Ah, yes, that would be... Hmm. Okay, here's what I'll do. I'll say, including the additional items that you've thrown in, I could perhaps be convinced to part with it for 800 gold pieces. Counter offer, 504 gold pieces and the items listed before, as well as a free blessing <laughs> for up to 10, 10 occasions for your store. Thank you so much. That is a very um, generous offer. Uh, Do you know I, the rate of a blessing from the, the Church of the Sacred Thing? You know, they charge 50 gold a blessing. It's just preposterous. That is true, but I, as a very thrifty man, know that the Temple of the Order of the Sacred Object gives them out for free every second fortnight. Yes, but my offer will give you any 
at any 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 day of the fortnight that you choose. That's a good point, and I do like being holy. All right, I'll add that onto the pile. So that, in addition to the other items that you have so very generously offer, I think I could maybe come down to about 750 gold pieces. How about everything that I've listed so far, plus the plate, or the chest plate I'm currently wearing? Hmm. Let me take a look at that. And you can see that he is explicitly not touching you, but he's just looking very closely at the bindings and the armor itself. Say, please feel feel free to touch it. I've taken very good care of it. Oh, thank you. And he goes to hit it. Giovanni, man, what's taking so long? So he looks the armor up and down. He says, hmm, okay. In addition to the armor and the other equipment and the various blessings, I could probably sell you this armor for 700 gold pieces, but that is the lowest I think I could possibly go. I still have to make money off of this. I get paid in commission after all. Ah, 700 is just, uh, it's, it's a little more than I am prepared to offer right now. I believe I could only muster. Do you need some money, Gio? Yeah. Well, I have four hundred five, and Brandon said he'd give me a hundred. Yeah, I, so I got two, I got two I got two fifty. I can make the difference. Yeah. Then you're not gonna have any money to buy fun things. I've still got fifty gold left if you want something. Yeah, I've got fifty gold. And honestly, there's nothing really grabbing me. I so. can give him my explosive. He could strap it to an arrow. I, I, well, I was hoping I was uh, I was getting hoping to chip in and uh, for the supplies, anyways, and and take your explosive off. <laughs> but, I'll, I'll I'll give you my deck of B cards for the. <laughs> For the kind gesture. Uh, yeah, hey, solid. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> yeah, more than fair. That's a fair hey, trade. <laughs> Hell yeah. So do we have a deal? And he holds his hand out in front of you and he has a great big grin on his <laughs> face. Menacingly. Like, <laughs> yes, there's just one more thing. I will need a, uh, a contract of guarantee of the quality of the armor. Of course, of course. Also, while we're at it, can you prepare, repair these uh, pauldrons for me? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, no, I forgot they got busted again. Okay, I think we could arrange that. Occasionally, we have a, a, a tailor and a blacksmith come in and handle some of our more difficult things. We are primarily a, a commercial shop rather than a crafting one, but uh, I think we could arrange something like that for, say, another 50 gold pieces. Oh, uh, here we go. No, I, I don't think so. I think I've offered a lot of holy services, and even if I could just get a, the name or a recommendation from you, that would that would do just fine. Well, I know that the garrison has a number of on-staff people that can handle things like that. Um, there are a few fine, blacksmiths fine, here in fine. town. Oh, oh, all right. Sure. Of course. Right, so, so we, what, do we have a deal? I believe we have a deal. Okay. You hold, He holds his hand out to you. So I, uh, I'm going to give him five or 400 gold. Okay, and then um, I need you guys to make up the difference. I, I got to, uh, well, it's 248 is, is all I have, so that's... And I that's, got 50. Uh, I thought you said 100 before, Brad. <laughs> well, yeah, I gave you the 100, so you oh, got Oh, no, okay, already. so then if I already have the 100, I'm going to give him 500. Yeah. five. Let's make it tricky. I'm going to give him 505, because I had 405 plus the... You're only making it Brando. tricky for uh, whoever is giving you the, the additional money you need to cover this cost. Yeah. Okay, 500. Oh. So, Ben, I only need 200. Okay. So, I have 50, 50 left then. Or 48 left, to be precise. Great. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. I'm going to hand over that money then. So, I only have five gold left. And then also the heavy crossbow. Okay. And also my breastplate. And, Ben, I'm going to give you my B cards too. Thanks a million, Gio. 
Say, sir, what? Uh, just before we get started, let's just uh, make sure we have your armor worked out as well. Okay. So, you, I think you get a plus, you get one more AC, because the breastplate yeah. is 14 and the half plate is 15. Yep. That okay. sounds good. right. So now my armor class is 20. Yep. Right on the dot. Nice oh, even. Oh, God. Okay. Wow. Uh, fantastic, sir. I'm sure that you will enjoy this. Take good care of it. It is expensive, after all. I mean... Like, with a shrug, like, two attendants come out from behind a door, open up the locked box, and very gingerly, very symbolically kind of take this planar guard armor down from its its stand, and then, like, kind of convey it to you very gently. And then, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the clerk just kind of pulls out a writ, like a piece of paper, and hands it with the, uh, <laughs> the armor as well. And he says, here is your receipt and your guarantee of product viability. And I'm going to pull it from my pocket a little scrap of paper and write the uh <laughs> write, write a receipt signed from the uh sacred object for him <laughs> but i'm gonna leave the line open it's legitimate because i'm writing like the official whatever i imagine maybe it. you have like a little seal that you take out and you just kind of stamp it sure i have a ring it's a question mark yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> question mark <laughs> signed by question mark of course i'm wearing a fucking signet ring i'm a fucking paladin why not <laughs> <laughs> fair enough yeah, it's a fair assumption. Can we retcon in that it's actually in the pommel of the sword, so I, like, have to Ooh. put the wax down and then lift the sword up, like, awkwardly and just, like, slam it down? No, because that was a Santa Claus sword. It's a candy cane sword, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Something mm -hmm. to look into later. Santa Claus anyway. is non-denominational, as we all know, so... Just making it a bit more... It economic. has been yeah. reforged. <laughs> it's been reforged. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, have the three of you finished up your business at Feralborn? Yeah, I think I'm. I think yeah, I'm good. Uh, I think Mordecai is gonna walk outside and shoot a message off to the lieutenant. Sure. Uh, and just uh, any luck finding us a ride out of town? You can reply to this message. All right, and all of a sudden you hear back in your head, Jesus Christ, where's this voice coming from? <laughs> It's Mordecai. I'm in your head. I'm a magician, okay? Mordecai, it's, that is I, an intense invasion of personal boundaries. You're very far away. I understand <laughs> that. It doesn't make me feel any more comfortable with you messing around up there. If it makes you feel any better, I can't read your thoughts. I can only hear what you send back. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I have a ride. We'll, we'll be good to go. All right. Uh, we'll see you in 20-ish. Uh, all right. Sounds good. See you at the North Gate. Cool. All right. Uh, guys? Guys, my boys, boys, where are my boys? Silence. You and Morty, you done here? Oh shit! Oh my god! What? What's what's going on? I'm confused. <laughs> I, I've been done for like the last ten minutes. Where have you guys been? Oh, I was putting on this new armor. Have you not noticed? I look super dope. Yes, you you look very metal. But you do. Good good job. Yes, you you look nice. Uh. The lieutenant is ready at the north gate. Ah, we shall meet her there, unless anyone has any other business to conduct while we are in the city. For once we leave this point, I fear we will not be able to return to a previous save. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about with that weird church mumbo-jumbo, but man, yeah, I think we're ready to go. Maybe the theology of the, the sacred object is just understanding video game logic. It's just a player's handbook. <laughs> <laughs> left, right, left, right, up, down, start. <laughs> I usually skip the tutorial. And also with you. Okay, all right, so you three are done now at Furrowborn. You're going to head to the north gate. 
Yes. Okay, so the three of you decide to make your way back up to the north gate. Uh, you take a lot of the same streets that you took to get here, but again, you're going more northernly than you were before. You're not going back down to the docks, for instance. So you end up going through a number of different streets and onto a main road. It's very similar to a lot of the main roads that run through Renland that kind of connect all the large features of the city. And you also know that many of them connect out to the gates. So you follow this large one out towards the north gate. As you're making your way there, you can see that there are, you know, quite a few people out. It's probably getting close to dinner time at this point. So there are a lot of people kind of coming home from work and other people are kind of running out and doing some last minute errands and you make your way to the north gate. As you approach it, you can see that there in front of you, two large double doors lining smack in the middle of a otherwise great wall that runs the circumference of Renlin. And in front of it, you can see that the doors are open. There are a number of people that are kind of making their way in and out. Nothing really too unusual here. It's a pretty active gate after all. And there are guards checking people's papers as they come in. You walk towards the door, or doors rather, and I imagine you probably get to about 20 to 30 feet of it, and all of a sudden you hear hoofbeats. The hoofbeats get louder and louder, and then you start to hear the rattling of wheels, and you look behind yourselves, and there, driving up the main street of Renlin, is Lieutenant Black sitting atop a great carriage, and she pulls up to you. She slows down. The horses are breathing hard. There's two of them in front. And she says, Get in, losers. We're going to save the elves. <laughs> <laughs> nice ride. Nice ride. everyone for listening to our podcast if you're interested in hearing more about us please follow us on facebook instagram twitter anchor or patreon as late and legends a special thanks to our patrons this week al aaron dj seath ethan jason and paula if you're like these very special people and want to support our podcast join us over on patreon we'd love your help with that we'll see you next week